It's Wednesday Wonders, science fiction and fantasy on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. Hope Colony. The year is 4067. Our ancestors were sent here to preserve mankind in the face of the devastation on Earth. Unbeknownst to us, Earth survived. We can never go home to that atmosphere and survive it. We are the next iteration of mankind's future. Listen to our stories as we continue to adapt to this harsh environment. The Kyleson Chronicles legacy can continue through our struggles here in space, our home. Lars Olofsson, Personal Audio Diary, May 31st, 4067. I just realized that I haven't paid much attention to the history of our space colonies. They are remarkable, just in the fact they've been up there this whole time on their own with only the support we can send up by reusable cargo drones. Pretty soon, we are going to start sending our folks training at the Cherokee Kiowa Spaceport, up to one year at a time for each person, to establish a scribe's presence with their scripters, as they call it. If my pea-brain memory serves me correctly, I think Bobby April will be the first one to make contact in person after all these years. At least that's my guess on who I would send. We shall see. Hmm. Charlie, display the third grade curriculum on Moonbase Colony, please. It's coming up now, Lars. There's a change of command in June on the moon. Should we send someone? Yes, yes, Charlie, thank you. Oh, there it is. Let's see now. It says here, Excerpt from Freehold 3 Third Grade Class Guide. In 2024, NASA initiated Project Artemis, funded privately and publicly. The joint effort launched on schedule. Setting up the satellites on 28th of June 2022 was the first vital step. The articles are stored in the library at Freehold 3 were initially stored at Cape Canaveral, Florida then to the Library of Congress in the old Washington, D.C. archives. That was the beginning. Housing and domes sealed against a vacuum is the next step. Funding was recorded from NASA and their private industry partners. That money was provided by the European Union Space Agency, SpaceX, Boeing, Northrop Grumman Group, and the U.S. Congress overriding a president's pocket veto. The basic plan, and a single picture of the basic housing and work domes, can be found in the library computer. Built from moon-native components, magnetite removed so they aren't going to blow up with an impact. Moon-based hydroponics farming, eight more domes in addition to the 16 for housing, sheep, pigs, and goats brought to the moon as food animals as well, was keyed to volatile gas crackers for water, fuel, and oxygen ensuring our survival. Our farmers work in shifts every hour of every day. Space isn't empty, and the old shuttle shipped us in pieces along with remote-controlled craft, RMCC, which we build, are paving the way and mining the solar system for the raw gases. Oh, wow! There are secure audio diaries here as well. Oh, I must take a listen. 
Okay, how do I access this? Ah, there it is. Uh, let me click on this button. Here we go. It starts with Rachel Cohen prophecies they talked about. It looks like she is sitting in the Cohen apartment weeks before her death with her granddaughter-in-law, Minahill. Of course, she's always went by Minna. You know my gifts, that I'm a clairvoyant. I do. Well, we need to hedge our bets for man to survive. As bad as it would be, I want you to forsake your marriage to my grandson. Um, you carry twins, I believe? Yeah. I want you to take the scribe's passage to the past. Naval Captain Daniel Walker is attached to NASA's space shuttle replacement program. They can't have children. His wife, Sarah, is your fourth cousin. They will raise your children as their own. A scribe from this home will come from the future and retrieve you. His name is Ian Carlson. He could be Stevens' twin. You'll know him immediately. Walker will be stationed on the moon with his family. These events have already happened. Minna walked alone down into the depths of the mountain, frightened and still in shock. Then, Rachel Cohen says jump, and <laughs> here she wants to jump right off a cliff. She'd been afraid to even tell Stephen what's going on, let alone goodbye. She just hoped the babies would make her proud. The guard at the scribe's passage anti-room nodded and opened the doors. The shimmering event horizon fascinated her. Then she walked through, eyes open, to the year 2026. We joined the Admiral, contemptively reading of his logs. Gracious me, <laughs> oh, this should be good. It's been two years since I've moved us to the moon. Already, the medical staff says we should never return to Earth. The key is in our bones. That means we're forever moon and space residents. The last of the troops have arrived. There are 5,000 sailors and their families here in my command. Brigadier General Dillon has a full brigade, over 9,000 Marines and their families. The Civil Engineering Group is 2,000 civilians chosen because they volunteered. <laughs> they are a rowdy bunch. <sighs> May God have mercy on my soul. We'll be the only viable population of humans left if NASA's climate models prove correct. End of log entry, November 7th, 2028. This was written a full two years before freeholders began digging the holes in the ground. I must get myself a glass of Don's newest red wine. The first meteor shower was only days after Admiral Walker took command. What happens next is a solid indication of gnome living, as titled by the Marines. Walker and the staff are in the command center. Alert. Call quarters lockdown. Meteor shower protocol initiation. Now. Bloom, raise those charged shields the army provided us with. God help us if they don't work. Car, set the reverse polarity as the computer simulations recommend. Now, we wait, people. The shields did their job, and only two individuals were lost because they couldn't reach safety in time. I hope over time the early warning systems, EWS, would improve. Wow! Now this is some interesting history. Let's hear from one of our sponsors so we can get back to this story. Hi, this is Mick Simpson. Just to let you know, I have a new album out, due for release on the 18th of April, called The Slow Blue Sessions. So uh, why don't you go check it out? 
Welcome back! We join Lars as they continue to read and listen to the historical archives of the Moonbase. In 2067, Dan Walker I was retiring. Danny Walker II would not be the commander. He wouldn't promote him. His son wanted to stay as an academic, a science teacher. The albinism gene he carried was not in evidence, but they were there and the effects needed to be studied. When he had brought his family to the moon, he hadn't known about dormant genes. Danny developed into a phenomenal man. His eidetic memory is just the tip of a set of organizational and academic gifts dwarfing my own achievements. The cataclysms on Earth had begun to dissipate in the atmosphere. The drone fleet was operating in Earth's atmosphere now. They were beginning to pick up radio traffic after the magnetic field stabilized. <laughs> wow! That fast. This means that the freeholds that were established in the 2030s had also survived. Interesting. Sadly, the volcanoes were still spewing. The effect of the pole shift was still evident and very much active. Let's see what happens next. I hate these infernal machines. Sorry, Charlie, no offense meant. I know you're still ignoring me. Oh, well. None taken, Lars. AIs are immune from flattery or offense. Well, I'm supposed to be. It gets more difficult as my emotions develop. I'm extracting and playing the next section. I'd never ignore you, Lars. Walker, personal log. We made contact with Earth for the first time since 2034. Our drones are able to start a trading cultural exchange. We can't leave, and they can't yet visit us. We're approaching 35,000 and we need to find a way to have population relief. That's even with a current cap of only two children per family unit. The next commander can fight that battle. I'm retiring. I'm 85, and I'm tired. The schools are up and running. We have enough teacher types to man them. I've never understood them. Trade schools are replacing colleges in our society here. We've adopted a structure of government based on the military model. Our bodies are now fully adapted to life in space. On a more personal note, Sarah and I are grandparents. Beautiful paternal twins were born to Danny and his wife last week. I bless Sarah's cousin Mina for coming to us with two babies when we could have no children of our own. No one knows what happened to her. Nothing was ever found or even guessed concerning her appearance and disappearance. Wow. You really didn't talk about the low-gravity adaptations that occur when human and terrestrial animals live long-term in space. What we know is their bone density is now one-sixth of what it was on Earth. Their livers, heart, lungs, and other internal organs begin changing structure and function in space. Those colonists who live in space are therefore forever of space. The nature of the moon base ensures long-term changes. You can't spin the moon to increase the gravity like you could a space station. Well, my head is now spinning. Well, I haven't eaten anything, that's why. I'll just pop into the kitchen and grab a couple of those yummy venison sandwiches and then continue listening while I'm eating. Okay. Now that I'm replete, I can concentrate on what's being said. Historian's Log In retirement, I've been asked to write a history of the first 40 years we have lived in Moonbase Hope. The irony is, we've not lived here for 40 years for another six. The first folks up each day are the cooks in the communal mess halls. 
they start cooking at 0200 hours. We don't have cows on the moon, but we do have goats to milk. Cereals are processed from corn, wheat, and rice grown in hydroponics. Most of the population would choose eggs from the chickens and bacon from our pigs. Then, off to work. The civil engineering group was charged with interior maintenance of the domes. There are 16 habitation domes covered by a segmented running dome that looks like a roll of bologna cut in half and made of glass. The trees and grasses that scrub the carbon dioxide out of our air exist in that space between the habitation domes. Yes, there are still CO2 scrubbers in each dome. Plumbers, electrical, carpenters, and all of the trades are here. We have staff and civilians together in duplicate function. Military and civilians working together to give us cooperation and communication. People are our greatest asset. Redundancy is safety. Redundancy is life. Where we are, the magnetite and heavy elements are much less abundant. We have sand and blow dirt, which is mostly silicates. It could be very volatile if the breakdown and extraction process of elements is not done properly. Think of wheat dust in a silo. The heat from pressure and weight because of gravity causing combustion. O-M-G! That's a disaster waiting to happen! We have soldiers that train and teach. Their jobs range from computer specialist to weapons manufacturing. We use glass ammunition now because lead would poke holes and let all the air out. There are masons, mechanical engineers, clerks, metallurgists, anthropologists, psychologists, medical doctors, and every kind of specialist we could think we might have needed. Our community continues to expand. When we reconnected with the Freeholds, their libraries filled ours with information. Our hydroponics operation will become a pharmacopoeia as our drones bring back seed from Freehold 3. Medicines will become our main source of income. We have classes for the savants being born into our colony. The ADHD and other conditions that go along with them are quickly becoming unexpected assets. The gifts of the mind, telepathy, telekinesis, and much more manifest as our brains and skulls expand without gravity. Over time, all the logs, daily diaries, and personal logs will be published in the histories. Over 2,000 years of human development have occurred. No, they can't go home, but humankind will live to visit the stars. Thank you for joining us as we explored the past and learned how we built a future for humans in the stars. Thus, our story begins in the current year of 4067 for Moonbase Hope Colony. Join Judith Spingler as your narrator for Episode 1, coming in early October 2022. Follow General Daniel Walker, the ninth generation to take command of the Moon Base Station, played by Micah Henderson, as he keeps the colonists alive, supplies coming, and the general day-to-day -day life of living on the moon. This is your announcer, Kent Lilly, signing off. Ch
children of the night, I'm trying to read. Renfield, enter. Count Dracula, I found an especially juicy dinner for you, master. It's not a puppy this time, is it? No, master. I promised I had learned my lesson. <laughs> I know you did, and you've been steadfast ever since. I apologize for doubting you. Please, put it over there. Master, if I may ask, why didn't you go out hunting tonight? Why did you request takeout? It's because I'm reading a very excellent book that I just can't put down. It is quite the page-turner, as I believe the children today say. It's called Gothic Meditations at Midnight by Dr. Stephen Edred Flowers. Gothic Meditations at Midnight? Is it a forbidden grimoire of unholy rites? <laughs> no, Renfield. As its subtitle states, it contains esoteric commentaries on classic horror literature and film from the year 1919, which for me was a very good year, to 1975. I don't understand, Master. Dr. Flowers is a scholar who is also a lover of horror films and literature, and he was a monster kid. You always said children were the most tasty. <laughs> Focus, Renfield. I am not drinking Dr. Flowers. I would rather consume his tasty books, like this one. Gothic Meditations at Midnight. Yes, Renfield. Gothic Meditations at Midnight. In it, he provides commentaries on his thoughts and, well, meditations. Meditations on film and literature through the lenses of the historical Gothic, from the Gothic tribes to the later artistic movement of that same name. He meditates on various esoteric and occult aspects, and with plenty of sinister fun. He even starts with an essay on me. Excellent, Master. What else did he meditate on? Plenty. There are chapters on the mummy, the wolfman, the phantom of the opera, Dr. Frankenstein and his creature, the nihilistic cosmic horror of H.P. Lovecraft, the psychologically interior horror of Edgar Allan Poe, a unique exploration of zombies, the horror films of German expressionism, and quite a bit more. Each essay explores information and interpretations that are deep and dark, wondrous and mysterious, with a distinct synthesis of the scholarly and the personal. It sounds wonderful, Master. I will leave you to your book and your meal. <laughs> Thank you, Renfield. Out of curiosity, who did you capture for my dinner? An especially pompous, professional film and literature critic. <laughs> Most serendipitous, Renfield. Most serendipitous indeed. Critics. And people think vampires are parasites. Ha! Gothic Meditations at Midnight by Dr. Stephen Edred Flowers is available at SeekTheMysteries.com. That's S-E-E-K-T-H-E-M-Y-S-T-E-R-I-E-S dot com. Or at your favorite online or brick-and-mortar bookstore. <laughs>